Fitness Pro Mentor community, welcome to another episode of the Fitness Pro Mentors podcast. Glenn and I, we are the Minds on Muscle show, and I'm really excited. Today, we're going to talk about leadership and leading by example. Uh, I really love this. It's one of my favorite things. A lot of these things we're going to talk about today are things I try to live my life by because I find that it helps with all the things that we're going to do for all things growing business. But to be honest, leadership, more importantly, Glenn, how are you doing today? Oh, I told you before, I was having a bit of a stressful week, but I'm much better now. I love doing this. And yeah, I mean, uh, this is such an important, oh, want me to look at this one or this and one? this one. Which one? Okay, or this sorry. One? I wasn't sure if you want me to look. Don't I look at it. Was, I'm just having fun look, with it. Oh my God. He told me we to have look. another camera and I'm just being cheesy with it because it's super fun. He told me to look at this camera only and then he pointed to the other camera. Anyways, um, this topic is it's something we think, I think we should have done a long time ago because leadership is a huge thing to talk about. And before you shut this off, if you're someone who... Uh, is a solopreneur or you work uh, at a business or you work for someone else, don't. Because leadership really is something that you ought to be embodying for yourself to be a leader for you, for your family, for your community, for your colleagues. And it doesn't matter if you're in a leadership role or not. Living your life as if you are a leader is going to be one of the best ways that you can be free have more money in your life, and ultimately just do whatever you want to do with your life because you have these qualities of leadership. Honestly, if you're a trainer at all, like Glenn kind of nailed it. No matter who you are, if you're an individual or a team, team leader, you are a leader. And in my opinion, if you really want to take your career to that next level, if you're anyone who's listening to this and you're under $100,000 a year or you're over $100,000 a year and you feel like you're working way too many hours, you want to take your business to the next level, garnishing that expert status, becoming a leader is truly the next step. And I want to talk about all the things we want to talk about, all the things that are important to us. And to be quite honest, if you're a part of our leadership mastermind or CEO group, if you will, I did a whole module just on the characteristics of leadership and why we should embody those because it is game changing. So why don't we kick this thing off? Glenn, where do you want to start? Wherever you want. But I think, um, I think maybe the, I hate the word mindset because it's so overdone, but let's talk about the qualities that a leader uh, imbues and I know you've mentioned this to me before, and I'd love for you just to jump into it right now. What does it mean to be a leader in terms of like being able to stay level-headed in the face of adversity or in the face of other people who are being very emotional, uncontrollably so? Yeah, that's a great question. Honestly, I heard this from a mentor of mine, and I didn't quite get it. I remember I was quite young, and he told me, listen, you can't take any of this business stuff. You can't be too emotional with any of this. You have to be level-headed and present. And if you get too emotionally connected with victories or losses, you can sway your activity and how you pursue every single day very easily by those victories and those losses. And so this really struck me because honestly, I, at that time I was quite young and easily persuaded, but I did my best to become less emotionally attached to the outcome. And truth is over the years, and I can give you a couple examples. I mean, probably like many of you have listened to this. I've had some phone calls from big, big people, agents and high level players and high level actors with the security team calling me. And it was like really interesting stuff. And I got really excited that this huge opportunity was come and then nothing happened. And I felt, well, did I fail? Did I make a mistake? But the truth is these things just happen. And so if you want to be a solid leader, in my opinion, one of the most powerful things you can do is maintain a level-headed temperament. Now that's much easier to say than to actually do. But not being emotionally attached to losses and victories are key. Let's talk about losses because most of us, I think, can relate to this. If you have an objective, be it amount of money you wanna make, a number of clients, number of clients per week, 
uh, a, a relationship status, something with your marriage, anything at all, and it doesn't go the way that you want, do you view that as a failure? Do you view that as, I, I didn't do good enough, I'm not good enough? The truth is, none of those things happen, right? It just, it, that thing that you tried to do, it didn't happen in the time frame that you set for it, and that's fine. All you can do mechanically is look at it and reverse engineer. What could have changed? What could I have done differently? What skills do I need to have? What beliefs do I need to work on? What traits do I need to have to improve the likelihood of this outcome next time? If you're someone who has ever not met an objective and that objective has made you feel so bad that you took a day off, you went and bought a tub of ice cream and you sat at home and you watched the show for several hours and you're like, I'm just taking today off. I'm not doing anything today. I'm taking today off. You're missing out because life is short. We only have such a period, small period of time to make these things happen. And the truth is, if you're a leader and you do these things, you're like, I'm so sad, I lost a sale, I'm gonna go home and take the day off, and I'm leading, and Glenn sees me do that, well then what behavior does Glenn start to learn? And Taylor and Chris, they go, oh, you know what? I guess when we lose clients, we go home and eat ice cream. I get sad. So the truth is, there's two parts here, is that you take away from your actual outcome, what you're trying to do. And second, people start to see those behaviors. And then same with victories. Now, this is a weirder one because if someone all of a sudden has a $50,000 a month and you make a huge amount of money one month, or you get all these subscribers on YouTube we were just talking about or all these things and you get that like dopamine boost and you go, ah, I'm so great. And then the next day it doesn't happen. And the next month it doesn't happen. Right? I remember the, the, when I, the first time I made, I had a monthly goal of I was going to make X dollars. And I remember that month I hit it. I was like, when I hit this money, I will be happy. I wasn't. There was no difference. It was just, I looked at my little account and I was like, oh, cool. Next. And so here's the thing is that celebrate victories, honor those victories, but don't become emotionally attached to needing those victories to happen because you don't want your entire team to be based off of victories and, ah, and emotion and dopamine, dopamine boost. It's really about the process and making things happen. Same with those failures. If things don't happen, you have to recognize that's a part of the process. All we can do is look at both of those and winning and losing just is. Anyway. I had a very early mentor when we... Um, around when you and I actually first met. His name is Luke Sellers. You might have heard me talk about him before. Um, interesting, interesting guy. You know, did a ton of drugs growing up, left that life, stopped drinking, um, started, uh, we'll say, becoming more spiritual for sure. And uh, I'm not the most spiritual person. I'm not the least spiritual person. But he said something to me one day that really stuck out to me, which was, you know, joy is just this, this place that you exist in where you don't get very excited, you don't get very low, you just accept life for what it is, and you take it all in. And that for me is probably one of the best places that someone can strive for, which is funny because when you try to strive for something, you cannot be that thing. So maybe it's just being in that space. Um, but then you just get to really appreciate and be present to all the amazing things that happen in your life, whether it is the growth of your business, the birth of a child, and you also become present to when things don't work out and being so in the moment, you become acutely aware of what you need to do in the future to grow from that experience. And so there is something really to be said about you know, being able to maintain like a nice, blissful, joyous, present, even keeled emotional state no matter what's happening. And again, like Brandon said, easier said than done. And a lot of it comes down to is training yourself. Training yourself can look like when you do catch yourself getting overly excited, allowing yourself to take a couple deep breaths and calm down. Or it could look 
like a meditation practice where when you sit in meditation for 10, 15, 20 minutes a day, you become just naturally calmer more overall in your life because you're in touch with that part of yourself and you recognize what it means to be calm and what it means to be peaceful. You're training yourself. Either way, it's this neurophysiological conditioning that you put yourself through. So it's something you can actively cultivate by doing it over and over and over again. Yeah, I think there's two simple things here. And I'm, we're not telling you to not be emotional. I mean, mm. I've had kids and having both my kids and seeing them every day are some of the highest highs. Like it just, I love it. It's incredible. And when they're little craps, you know, that's part of the whole deal. But there's kind of two things is I would say that first and foremost, uh, becoming present when you are making decisions from an emotional place is great. Uh, I remember talking to Greg Mack about this once and it was a great conversation. I asked him because he studied a lot of this emotional stuff. And I asked him, listen, do you, can you ever get to a place where the insecurities and things that make you feel bad, can you ever get rid of them? And he said, no. But what you can do is if you have something like I failed and that failure feeling takes you a day, a week or a month to go away, you can make that moment of feeling come down to a second or two and recognize, okay, I'm feeling that moment, that feeling of I made a mistake, I failed, I'm not good enough. <sighs> okay, next please. And you can make that moment, that second, literally just that small. And what the benefit of this is, is truthfully, especially as a leader, a leader to your clients, a leader to your team, is that those emotions don't perturb your workflow. They don't stop you from growing and they continue to help your entire business and everything make more rational decisions so you can keep making it rain. I love it. I um, me too. Um, speaking of making it rain, one thing that you and I both had uh, made notes on that we wanted to talk about for this podcast was going to be leading by example or leading from the front. Um, and oftentimes people use the term leader colloquially. They make it synonymous with boss, head honcho, X, Y, Z, but there's a difference between all these things. Predominantly that leaders lead from the front and they show you by example and bosses tell you what to do. Bosses are, are in the style very much of like, do as I say, not as I do. Leaders are going to be examples for everyone following in their footsteps. And if you really want to have a business where um, you are the owner and you want everyone to follow in your footsteps, you have to be on the ground level doing those things. You ought to still have some clients that you train. You ought to be doing marketing. You ought to be doing prospect. You ought to be doing a little bit of everything, not everything, everything, but a little bit of everything. So you show your people how to lead and how it's done. People are going to fall in love with that if you're in that leadership position. They're going to want to be with you. They're going to want to emulate you. That's why I want to come work here with Brandon at Strata because I see the hard work he puts in. I know I can learn from him and he's been nothing but a great leader for me and all of our staff here. I've worked for, the very first guy I worked for, um, I'll call him AT, he was a boss. And he told me what to do. And after a short amount of time, I didn't like it. He would have a couple drinks during the day. Um, and, uh, and he would just get a little bit emotional and belligerent sometimes. And I didn't want to be around that. Um, and I'm thankful that everyone I now surround myself with, I consider to be a leader. Um, and as an adjunct to that, if you aren't an owner of a facility, if you are just a solopreneur working for yourself, you have to be a leader for yourself and the people around you, especially for your clients. Because if you are telling your clients to do X, Y, Z things, but then you're not doing them themselves, your clients are going to want to do that either. Regardless of how much technical knowledge you have and how well you can educate people, if they don't see or hear you doing what you're preaching, 
they're not going to want to follow in your footsteps. That's why it's important that if you're helping people with their physical bodies manage physical pain discomfort, that your exercise process that you do is also in line with that and that you do your homework for your body as well. If you are a nutritionist, boy, you better be taking care of your health and your nutrition and eating well. Otherwise, people aren't going to be following you. I mean, like we should be judging people by the way they look, but a lot of people are not going to work with an overweight nutritionist. It's just not the way these things go. Okay, so I got a question for you. Bring it on. So anyone who's listening to this, the Minds on Muscle show, um, you'll know that there's two companies that are technically I'm the owner of. There's Fitness Pro Mentors, which is the education company that you're a part of right now, which is cool. And then there's the gym, Strata Internal Performance. And I, technically, I am the leaseholder and the business owner and all that stuff. And I'm actually, there's a team here that I quote unquote lead. And I just want to ask you, I'm just curious, me, publicly, yes. and you can you know throw me under the bus here if I'm, uh, how would you describe me as a leader? I'm just curious. Oh. Um, diligent, gritty, open and nurturing you had that ready to go <laughs> no i didn't have it ready to go it was off the top of my head i was being present what does gritty mean uh gritty means you will put the work in uh, and the time in and you will figure out the solution to the problem say that again one more time nurturing gritty nurturing gritty oh, i forgot the other two i was so hard working hard working i mean that might have been well but so um uh, open open so gritty being that you're willing to put the the time in and invest in, in working hard towards figuring out what needs to be done to grow your business, nurturing in that you take the time to listen to all of us here um, and your wife and, the, and your clients um, actively and help us find solutions to our problems and not make us wrong for when we make mistakes and when we're not doing what we ought to be doing. Um, nurturing, gritty, open in that it's very easy to talk to you when we have something that we ought to discuss or that we need to discuss. Um, and deal with and take care of um, because that is an absolute killer for leaders is when their people feel like they can't talk to them. And I forget the last one. Nurturing, gritty, open. Was it hardworking? Hard working, you said, yeah. Hardworking, I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe that goes down the line with gritting, but um, you, you aren't afraid to roll up your sleeves and, and get dirty and do what needs to uh, be done to grow your business. I guess another way of looking at hard work is that you won't shy away from a challenge that's presented in front of you, if that's what needs to be done, you'll ruthlessly attack the, attack the bottleneck. Excellent, cool. So I have one more question about all that. Go for it. But I wanna throw this out there to you, and the reason why I asked on that was not for some sort of self-fulfilling, I needed to hear some pumps. It was more that, I think what an incredible exercise, and we asked this in the mentorship quite a bit, and I call it the awareness of a professional. Uh, one thing that's really interesting is when you ask someone, hey, how do you think of yourself as a personal trainer? And people are like, well, I'm academic and I'm a good communicator and I'm a good leader. And you're like, great, uh, that's fantastic. Now go ask your clients what they think of you. Well, you're really good. At, you're really easy to talk to and you tell great jokes. And so it's really interesting because if we have this view of ourselves and how we embody ourselves and how do we try to act every single day, and then we ask someone that is the experiencer of you and they say something completely different. Well, that's interesting because if, even though you're thinking it up here, the product experience you're offering, because technically... And this is where it gets weird is Glenn is a part of, I mean, he's a customer of mine in a weird way. He works at this business, which is different than a client relationship. And so when I ask them those things, I like knowing, okay, the things that I think about how I embody as a leader, I'm actually portraying those to the point in a way that he's interpreting a similar experience. And I believe Taylor and Eric and Chris and Lucy and everyone else here would say the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it's not, so when, when you think about yourself as a leader, ask the people in your cohort, how do you think of me as a leader? 
And those words, people might say very complimentary things, but pay attention to the how, because, you know, not afraid to put up his sleeves and get dirty and all those kind of things and gritty, accepting challenges. Those are important things. So now here's another important one. I think this is really interesting. Um, you know that in this gym once in a while and then with you and other people, there are sometimes mm -hmm. situations that need to get talked about, things that need to get, that are awkward and there's some kind yeah. of tension and whatnot. How would you say, because, and I would say that I've talked to as a manager, which we'll talk about this in a second, a manager and a leader are slightly different, but they need to be together. Um, how would you say I've managed situations that are awkward or could be weird? Very, very well. So the way Brandon manages situations here is it's never public. If it's something that needs to be improved upon, it is always behind closed doors, quiet and in a, a non-judgmental way. Um, it's just, um, it's almost like we're, we're, you treat the problem like devoid of um, making someone wrong for it. It's just like there's this thing that if we're going to continue growing and moving forward as a team, we need to address how do we address it. Do you know what I mean? So there's like no wrong making with it. Yeah, you get it. Because we, we had a conversation the other day where, listen, I'm not a quiet person. I'm without a doubt probably the loudest person at Strata. Um, I, I'm a boisterous human being. I have a loud laugh, all that kind of stuff. And it gets away from me more often than I'd like to admit. And there's been a couple times where Brandon's had to say like Glenn decibels, like a little lower. And it's really simple. Brandon pulls me aside and say, can I speak to you for a moment? I say, sure. Um, we go into like a private area. He says, hey, um, just so you know, it's a little loud today. If it's okay, do you mind just turning down a couple of decibels just because other people are starting to know. So I say, great, I appreciate the feedback. Thanks for letting me know. And we go on our merry ways. It's literally less than a 30 second conversation. And if it ever needs to be more of one, because we've had incidents in the past where um, I was repetitively late. I, can, I have no problem sharing my, you know, my fault with that. Where I was repetitively late, especially for this podcast, was the reason why. I was showing up like right on the stroke of, of 10. Um, you, you literally just said, like, Glenn, it's happened a couple times now, and we're not seeing the changes. You know, what do you need for me to support you to make sure that we can move forward together? And it's just a little bit more, not serious, but it's a little bit more poignant. And we haven't had, I don't think we've had much of an issue with me showing up since then. We'd have just like rediscussed the terms of it, right? Where like, hey, Brandon, I finished with this client now at 10 o'clock. The earliest I can be there is going to be 10.02 after I run their session for them. Because it's a half an hour session. I'm not comfortable taking five minutes out of their, their card. Can we start at 10.03? You're like, okay, great. New expectation set. Let's go do it, right? So it's like discuss the issue, realign expectations, move forward. No one's wrong. We're just going to try to get to this thing together. So I appreciate you saying that. And the okay. reason why I bring that up is because as you start entering into a leadership role, be it a solopreneur or someone where you're overseeing a team. And I'll tell you, if you're a part of our gym mastermind, you'll know that managing a team of trainers and awesome people and managing client relationships are two different beasts, right? Uh, I mean, quite literally from a business end, guys that work at the gym have different value systems of the reason why they're here and what they get out of this experience and why they will stay here a long time, or at least that's the environment I try to create. And same with the clients. Glenn is about making, I shouldn't say Glenn is about making money, but you know, people need to make money to afford their life. Well, our clients here are about the health quality experience. Great. Now, no matter what, whatever you're going to do, if you're leading, you have to tactfully be on top of situations before they become bigger problems. And I will tell you that I am a generally have been a conflict averse person. I don't like making people unhappy. And so when I first opened this gym, I'll tell you an experience that I had uh, someone in here that was a fantastic professional to start and then wasn't so fantastic. And it was a big bummer. 
but I didn't take care of the relationship or talk about it or do that open communication like I did with Glenn because I didn't see myself as a manager. I just saw myself as someone that owned the business and I was trying to create an environment for the other people to grow their own businesses because I thought if you're going to you're going to grow your own business, you have the environment, you can do professional great work. Well, the truth is everyone needs a bit of support once in a while to help make sure that everyone on the boat's going the same direction. We need everyone in the band playing the same tune, sort of so to speak. So that situation got out of control and it turned into a much bigger conflict conflict that I was bummed by. And I know that if I had handled the situation up front differently, more tactfully with more conviction, it would have definitely turned out completely different. And so now, and on top of that, I'm not sure if any of you had this, but those situations you let go on for too long and you get that feeling in your chest, you're like, oh, this is getting awkward. How do I bring this up now? You just got to bring it up. And be like, hey, listen, Glenn, there's something really quick I want to talk to you about. Do you go two seconds? Listen, it makes me feel weird to even bring this up, but da, 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 da. And I'm not talking about just preferential things. Like, hey, Glenn, you know, you wore the black sweater today. Do you mind wearing the red sweater? Like, not those things. Like, there are, it's bigger picture things. But ultimately, it's about helping to create an environment where the culture in your gym, your place you are, is great. And here's another great example with a client. If you got a client and they are saying inappropriate jokes loudly, right? And we all have a client that does this, right? They tell jokes and they might tell whatever. The tone of the joke might be inappropriate, we'll just say, without going a specific direction. It could be political, religious, whatever. And you might, as a professional, like let them just do their thing because you're not gonna, you know. But if there's other people in the room, you'd be like, hey, listen, Glenn, like really quickly, if you don't mind bringing this up, and it's a little awkward for me to even say, but these jokes, I mean, I totally get them. I think they're pretty funny uh, between you and I, but if you don't mind, they might not think they're so funny. Do you mind if we just keep the volume a little bit lower here, or do you mind just watching the swearing? And you can make even a joke of it. Hey, instead of saying, uh, instead of saying shit, can you say spaghetti? You know, something like that. Um, and those are big things because it makes a big difference because like Mark Magna talked about in the interview I did with him, it's about culture. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's interesting because if you aren't making somebody wrong in your head for that thing, it's just something that needs to be rectified, then when you're actually talking to them, it doesn't come out as wrong making, right? And I think we've all worked for somebody who they make people wrong when they see something they don't like in that person or they don't like the way they're acting. And it's like more like finger shaking being a parent rather than being a colleague. And that's really what it comes down to is, think if you're gonna be a leader, you don't wanna be seen as a parent. Like this person solves all my problems, they protect me from all the danger, they take care of all my needs. It's like, how do we teach the people that we're with to take care of themselves? And it brings up kind of like a funny discussion thing, but like there's different types of learning and conditioning. And you guys have probably heard of classical conditioning and operant conditioning. Mm-hmm. And one is where you're, you're creating an environment and the consistent repetitive stimulus, be it negative or positive, creates a reaction, classical conditioning. And then the operant conditioning is where you're taking something away. You know, like that whole, hey, Glenn, if you don't look at the microphone, if you don't look at the camera, I'm going to take your microphone away. And you start learning that if you don't do this behavior, something's going to be taken away from you, which is... Anyway, so like in the whole classical conditioning sense, which I think is kind of funny, if Glenn has an issue, I don't want to say an issue, but he's doing something. Like say here, for example, and he doesn't do this, but he's not putting his weights away, right? So he's taking the 20 pounds out. He's doing some side raises. He puts his weights on the gym floor, whatever it may be. And I go and I constantly put the weights away from him. Well, that behavior of not putting the weights back will be reinforced because when he goes back, anything that would have prompted the memory for him to go, oh, I got to put these things away so we could learn that new behavior is taken away. And that's a really like very obvious example, but those kind of behaviors over time consistently happen. Oh, well, if I don't do my homework, Brandon will just fix it with different exercises in the gym, you know, or if I, you know, like, and so when you're leading, you have to make sure that you're giving the opportunity to whomever it is. Like keep pointing to Glenn because he's here, but this is the clients too. give them the opportunity to be, okay, listen, Glenn. So 
this noise thing is a thing, if you don't mind me asking, how do you think would be the best way to us manage the volume so everyone else in here feels comfortable? And give him the horn. Give your client the horn. Hey, listen, you know, I noticed you've been late for the last several sessions. I'm always nervous about making sure that you're getting the most value from our time. If you don't mind me asking, how would be the best way to make sure that you're here on time so we can get the most out of your session? Give them the torch. Anyway. I love it. Uh, we have spent so much time on this, like, what, what is a leader thing? And it's, I think it's awesome and it's amazing. We have so much other stuff to talk about here. Which topic, Brandon, do you want to dive into next? That's a great question. I'll tell you what. Right now, our mentorship, our marketing mentorship program, if you're listening to this, is getting really great results. Like people who execute the behaviors consistently are getting sick leads. Uh, one of our students got in the last 15 days, it's the 17th of the month, he told me two days ago, he got seven new clients in 15 days. Uh, and he just renewed with us for another six months, which is awesome. Um, right? Uh, another client did a presentation and he got four personal training clients and four gym members. Another one of our guys 3X'd his business. Another guy 3X'd his business. I've got a bunch of brand new students coming up. I'm really excited. And so what I'm really excited about next is we're going to be creating our CEO. We're going to be really redefining our CEO mastermind group and adding a high level of leadership component, but also authority to all those people. So that way there is more conversation and growth. And I'm, and I'm really excited about it. The reason why I'm excited about it is not from a business end. It really is about the end for you. Is that for everyone here, I believe all of you should be leaders. Innovators in your communities, not followers. And it has driven me nuts for the last several years. I have observed all of these trends. I've been doing this now for 17 years. And for 17 years, since I was 18 working as a personal trainer, there have been so many ridiculous trends from when I was on Teen Nation and different people posting different types of workout programs and the growth of functional training and then it relaxing and now CrossFit and whatever it has been. And the trends consistently keep popping up. They just keep coming up. And it's great. The end of the day, it is an extremely simple equation of are you the personal trainer getting everything you need to have the career that you need to afford the house that you want, have the life that you want? Are you truly solving a problem for a client so that way you build these lifelong relationships? And when you do these two simple things, if you reverse engineer your behaviors today, you're not only a leader in your business, but you become a leader in your community and a leader of all things you do, a leader of your family. But there are so many trials and tribulations for you to get to that point where you are owning a gym, where you are a leader in your family, where you aren't emotionally bound to the outcome of and whatever it may be. So, you know, this is a much more mindset philosophical thing that I would say, but I would say, you know, embody the leader. Don't follow. Don't look at what other authority, don't even look what we're doing and go, Brandon and Glenn and Taylor at Fitness Pro Mentors or everyone at Strata, they're doing this. I need to do this. Hogwash. No, you don't. This is what we're doing because it works in our community and it works to help serve you. I don't know if you should have a podcast talking about business stuff. And if you think you should, I think give her a shot and see what happens. Make sure you have everything lined up and the right idea and the pains lined up. The truth is, know where you're going. Like simply, know where you're going. Know who you're helping. Reverse engineer everything today to make that happen. Figure it out. And like Glenn said, when we built our little pyramid for our business flow, be consistent mm. every single day. And that's how you lead. <laughs> it, I really wish it was more complicated than that. Do you know what I mean? Like we had the magic sauce. It's really not though. I mean, it's just kind of, it is what it is. And it kind of brings up this thought that I, I had earlier in the day, which is, you know, leaders don't have to know everything. 
you you really don't. But um, as a leader, you have to know where you're going, as Brandon said, and you have to know how to figure out how to get there. And that's where I think FPM really comes in for a lot of people is that we we have gone through a lot of this ourselves. Brandon has opened up a facility. Brandon's opened multiple businesses at this point. I have gone from like no hours up to 25 plus hours in six months. Like I know how to do this stuff. Brandon knows how to do this stuff. And we have a whole bunch of tools in our program at your disposal to help figure out where you want to go. And that's why this stuff works is because you know, for us to be leaders, for people in our program, it's not about just telling them what to do. It's A, experiencing it, but then B, asking the right questions to figure out where they're at, where they want to go, and then helping them, helping show them the way, that whether it's presenting them with the right modular information they have to learn, whether it's actually helping them build out their own system together and having a conversation about it. You know, leaders don't have to have all the answers. We have to know where you're going and being open to work back and looking in the right places to find the answers that you want. You know, I think that we've got a bunch more bullet points here, but I think this is a good place for us to put a pin in today because at the end of the day, you just have to do it. I mean, that's the hard thing is that I can tell you up here, Glenn can sit up here. We can give you a long list of you have to do this to be a leader. You have to do this to be a leader. But truth is, I mean, if you want some examples of being a great leader, and it's not even about being a leader, but it's a great book, uh, check out Seth Godin's Purple Cow. Because truth is, it's a great book and it's getting you thinking about being different in the marketplace and that's what you have to be. And truth is, like the truth is, if you wake up every morning and you go, I need more clients, I need more money, I need to figure out these things that Glenn and Brandon are talking about to figure out the pains. And if you, like I just said again, three times, figure it out and you keep innovating, moving forward, people will see and people will go, well, you know what? Like, honestly, I mean, I, and I hate saying this, but that's what happened for me is I just keep pushing forward and I don't think that I'm doing anything special. I just keep trying to figure it out and inadvertently because I'm figuring things out, things appear to be special. <laughs> They're clean. And people are like, oh, cool. That's working for him. And I'm just figuring it out along the way. And so are you. The truth is, how much are you doing this? How much conviction are you with every step that you're taking? How open are you to completely blowing ass at something and then figuring it out and then being great the next time? Just figure it out, guys. Anyway, tell you what. Pick of the week. Got to be okay blowing ass, everyone. Um, it's true. You got to be willing to go through it and be gritty and struggling. My pick of the week, um, conceptually more than actual physical thing, I was going to have it either be between the NT loop band, because we got a whole bunch of them here and I've been loving using them with my clients, or systems. And I think for me, systems is going to be my pick of the week. Um, systems in my mind stands for save yourself some time, energy, and money. It's a fun little acronym um, that I learned way back when. I don't even know where I heard it from. It's just been in my brain. And for me, systems are really important. Um, if you're anything like me, you might have shiny object syndrome. Um, I have mild borderline ADHD, which means I have a hard time focusing sometimes and I'm very easily distracted. And if I get locked into a task that I'm really enjoying, it's very easy for me to push other stuff aside and just keep doing that thing. Um, and it's at the behest of growing my business. And so having a system in place for when you're struggling through, through something is gonna be the best thing that you can do in order to continue moving forward. If you're having a hard time managing your schedule, come up with a system for your schedule. Having a hard time managing um, difficult conversations, come up with a system in which you have difficult conversations. Brandon even put a couple out there today, right? When we when he talked about conversations he had to have with me, he was sharing like, hey, this is a little bit awkward for me. Um, you know, sorry, bring me to like a quiet spot. This is a little bit awkward for, for me. Here's what I'm noticing. How, what can we do to fix it? 
we're all on the same page, great, have a great day, right? Like step system. And so when you have systems for things, everything in your life gets better because you're not gonna be relying on your emotions so much anymore and you have to use less brain power to move through that thing you know, saving more energy and more uh, brain power for later, you just know, okay, when I'm marketing today, here's what I have to do. Step one, put a timer on for 30 minutes and turn off all distractions so I know I'm focusing on my marketing. Step two, open up my daily lead generation and marketing to-do list. Step three, do the first thing on that list. Step two, do this, and then, okay, great, my 30 minutes is up, awesome, close the book, we're all done this for today. That's my marketing system that I do 30 minutes every day when I need to have more clients because it works and it keeps me on task and it keeps me focused. So when you have issues and are struggling with something, figure out the system that you need to employ to move past it and just keep leaning on the system. Don't think about it too much. Don't have to be too emotional about it. Stay nice and keeled. Work the system. It's going to help you move forward and push past everything that's in your way. So very quickly, Glenn, I love it. And just looking below here, Mr. Norley is mm -hmm. present. And uh, Norley, if you guys don't know this, you got to check out the video I just posted a couple of days ago. Norley, welcome. What's up, man? Uh, Norley was a student of our program. He's alumni right now. We're going to do more things with him because he's going to crush it. But he opened a gym from all the work that we did, and he just opened a larger location, which is absolutely sick. He's opened another location? Bigger, wow. bigger. He went to a bigger spot Holy already. Smokes. So really quickly, always great advice. Thanks so much, Norley. But truth is, guys like Norley are actually putting in the work, and he's leading this community, mm -hmm. and I absolutely love it. And on Glenn's point about those NT loops, yeah. Nook Tominello, the inventor, is actually going to be on the podcast in a few weeks, which is going to be great. Sick. He's got a brand new course on assessments that he's putting out there that I'm super stoked about. So that will be a pick of the week, and we'll actually feature him and talk about all that because they're great, by the way. Oh, they're awesome. I really love them. My most bands are like, like they're so thick, and they're like that. That I don't know if it's polyurethane or what it is, but it's a very elastic. It rubs on the skin. doesn't feel great. The NT bands are like a nice soft fabric. They're very thick, so it disperses the load a lot better over like a larger surface area. It's less discomfort for the client, more control for us. I absolutely love them. So my pick of the week is this. I'm super stoked about this. Um, I found, so for anyone that knows, I'm a big fan of using Ecamm Live as the app software. And so right now, uh, Ecamm Live has partnered with a great app called Shooter. And Shooter is literally just spelled like Shooter. Uh, you have to go to the Ecamm website to get it, but it helps you take your phone, it has to be a relatively newer phone, and make it a web camera. And this is great because I'm using one of the newer, the iPhone 13 Pro Max, so it's got a 4K camera right here. As you guys can see, it doesn't really get the depth of field, but I mean, honestly, if you're in a situation where you necessarily, like we've talked about, can't afford or don't want to spend the money on a camera like the one that we're using here, which you can see this is like pro level quality, uh, this is pretty gosh darn great quality. It looks clean, it looks sharp, and honestly, when we're gonna be doing classes, I'm gonna have it attached to a boom arm so I can actually move it around and show the whiteboard better. You can already see the things on the whiteboard are much more clear compared to this nice uh, blurry bokeh background, which I really like bokeh, which is super cool. So if you guys are interested in trying to do streams or higher quality videos to create lead magnets or anything like that, uh, get your phone, go to Ecamm. You can get a free trial of Ecamm Live. It's like 30 bucks a month to do the pro level and you can connect this. And this was, I think, it was honestly four bucks to get the watermark room, so it didn't say shooter in the middle, and it looks really good. And when I connect it with this stream deck that you can see here, it's very easy for me to switch back and forth. So this is much more of a production thing. I got a bunch of picks of the week right now, but I'll say this is the easiest, lowest hanging fruit because you can do some really cool stuff with it. What's that app called? Shooter. Shooter. Barely know her. Got him. Got him. Got him. Got him. 
Hey everyone, listen, so this is the Fitness Pro Mentors Podcast. We are the Minds of the Muscle Show. We're your fitness MBA and we want trainers like you to two to three X their business. Really excited about this one. Listen, go back and listen to it again. Get fired up, get, get motivated, but truthfully, don't be too emotionally bound to what we talk about. Keep making it rain and be a leader. I love it. This was a fantastic episode, Brandon. Thanks for doing this with me every week. Everyone, have a great week. We'll see you on the next one.